I'm way back here. I'm way back here. Hi, and welcome to what we think is Media Boat Podcast for August the 2nd. Yes, we've made it to August 2017, people. This is episode 83. Are we streaming? Yeah, so we're 83. streaming. We are also streaming on YouTube right now if you want to watch us live. Of course, if you're listening to the podcast version or on a delayed reaction, this not is live. not live. I mean, we are alive, but we are not live in the, the way. But we are live right now if you're on YouTube. Media Boat Podcast on YouTube. Yes, the Media Boat Podcast. We talk about movies. We talk about television. We talk about video games. And we talk about music. Not necessarily in that order. All that good media All stuff. All that good media stuff. In a boat. That, that, yeah, that's why you in come to us. In a boat. In fact, someday, maybe we'll have all media in a boat where you can search through anything that you want. I was going to have a boat called want. Media. Yes. That's Name your boat, boat Media. Yeah. yeah that, that, way. That, that cat meme reading the newspaper, I should buy a boat, and then you should have another one that says, and name it Media. Oh, I'm just going to buy a boat, name it Media. That way, anything that happens, yeah. like that's newsworthy, I can just drive up there in my boat because I'm Media. Hey, I'm the Media. What happened? <laughs> my boat says Media right there. I don't know what, what you're saying. I have yeah, media here. I have credentials. It's right there on the side of my effing boat. By the way, do you have a boat? No? no. Get out of my way then. I'm the media boat. It's, it's our job. Uh, so yes, it's our job to report on the media. So where we always start is, of course, the weekend box office numbers for movies. Yep, yep. Your number one movie this weekend was a surprise to me. Not surprised to me, as I called it. Yeah, I, I lost this one, but hey, what you gonna do? With Rotten Tomatoes. Which, yeah, what you can do when they come for you? Bad Boys. Bad Boys. Bad no, boys. it's Dunkirk. Yes, Dunkirk did that. Once Nolan's again, number one at the box office. Double repeat. Uh, this time, with a modest... Uh, 26 million. 26 million. 47% drop from last week at it's the 50 about million. about halfway. About an even 50. It's expected. Which what is what we called. Yeah, what wasn't about expected, 25. however... What wasn't expected, however... Was the disappointing um, uh, performance of the Emoji Movie. Do you really call that disappointing if we yes. knew it was going to fail? Yes, I do. I actually didn't know it was going to fail. I thought it was going to fail critically. Okay. I yes. definitely foresaw that it would get a Rotten Tomato score that was bad. I don't know necessarily if 8% was what I was thinking of, but hey, them's the... Them's the, 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 the That's the, the game they played? Yeah, exactly. Uh, I have not seen it, so I don't know how bad it is. But apparently, sh- uh, the, the audience has agreed, because yeah, uh, basically nobody saw that thing. Basically, right about twenty. Uh, twenty-four million. 24. Number two. Yep. So it was uh, a narrow million, gap, but still underperformed, especially for a movie. Yeah, like twenty-four million to twenty-six million. Probably was at least what? At least what? Eighty million budget, probably. Fifty million. Fifty really? That's all it says. Cheap for that. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's emoji stuff. Well... There's not a whole lot to animate, even though it is an animated movie. Yeah, I guess. It's very stylized. Yeah. But at the same time, Sony's been already out there. Um, and the thing I read today was... About, I don't know if this is in your news, no. but uh, they were talking about how apparently they're going to unite with other studios and try to fight the, quote, Rotten Tomatoes problem, unquote. They're worried that Rotten Tomatoes scores are affecting box office performance. Well, yes, I think we did cover this. If we did not cover it, I did see it. Uh, Chris yeah. is alive. Hi, dudes. Hey. Hey, 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 yeah, hey. Uh, we are doing live comments. Hi. So if you're... Yeah. Right, so If you're watching, pipe in. Yep. Also, we'll, we'll stop... Don't uh, pipe out. Or don't, don't pipe her. Don't pipe anyone. Don't be piping. Don't be piping. <laughs> don't be piping like those 16-year-olds we hear about so often. 
Um, yes. <laughs> piping, piping that fire. Be piping that fire all day. No, that's um, so dumb. Instead of piping the fire, we're talking about the that box office. So what else is dumb. in our top five of the box office this week? Uh, number three was Girls Trip. Yeah, it's hanging in there at nineteen million. Sixty-five total on it. Just like the poster, budget. that movie has legs. I'll give you that one. There, yeah. there are a pair of legs prominently yes. featured in that poster. Yes. Okay, just make sure you've got it. Uh, number four was Atomic Blonde with yep. eighteen million. Your other opener, the debuting this week. Disappointing for Ms. Theron. Yeah. I think, but I foresaw that last week when we talked about this that that was not going to be it. Right. I'm sorry, but that just didn't look good. Thirty billion budget for that thing, though. Yeah, so it'll make it, but it, it'll. Pass. In a couple weekends, but yeah, it'll, it'll somehow skirt its way to a yeah, positive, if not it. neutral. It'll do it. It'll at least break even. It hasn't hit international either, right? So that's still a possible money maker for them. Yeah. So when it breaks, it'll break even. Yeah. Break even. I know you're gonna try for that. So we'll see. Uh, and number five, right here, your top five was yes. Spider-Man coming home. Spider-Man still coming home. Yep. It's taking a while. Yep, uh, he has he's come home with two hundred seventy five million dollars and over six uh, over six worldwide. Yep, which uh, is good. That's good for, for how long it's been in theaters. Yep. Uh, also, the two seventy five puts it at number four. So yeah, for domestic. If anything, box I think office. Sony's uh, Sony should be a happy camper with the numbers that thing's doing, even when emojis may be underperforming. They still yep. have that, and they also have Dark Tower this weekend. So yep, that brings us to our upcoming yes. weekend. Uh, we have two movies, or technically three. Uh, we have Sony's big budget movie, Dark Tower, starring mm-hmm. Idris Elba and a grease up Matthew McConaughey. Based on, of course, the Stephen King novels. Uh, um, just the first one, not all eight. Yeah, this is your big fantasy temple this summer, as far as I know. Yes, in terms of fantasy, yeah. but in terms of people actually knowing what what this even is. I don't think anybody will care when they see those trailers with freaking Idris Elba shooting freaking bullets off of things into dudes. Yeah. It's pretty cool looking. So like, the, everything I I've my, seen so far. Should I think of my thoughts now or should I just actually see it? Um, see what they've done. Let's wait until next week for your thoughts. Okay. That's what we traditionally do. Yeah. So I, mean, I, I might see it again this weekend. Um, yeah, we might actually have another opinion as well. Yeah. We'll see. So yeah, uh, we'll be back next week with our thoughts about Dark Tower. For now, that is your upcoming release. If you're yep. a fan, go see it. Yeah, uh, so far reviews are saying that it's just alright, alright, alright. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> ah. um, other movie opening up this weekend okay. is Kidnap. Kidnap, singular. There's just one? Just, just, just a single one. Okay, what what is Kidnap about? This is the Halle Berry okay. tracking down my child because she's lost and police won't help me. Is this... Uh, this sounds like The Call, which was made about three years ago. I was going to say this sounds like Taken, but does Halle Berry have a set of skills? Skills she's acquired over a certain period of time? Mothering skills? Oh, maybe. Parenting I skills? I don't know what kind of skills. I'm just being generally or any skills. Oh... Uh. <laughs> Beating Tell, Halle Berry skills, skills. Automobile skills? Yeah, uh, automobile skills. No, that, those are bills. Yes, and telephone skills? No, Halle, Halle Berry is not in Destiny's Child. Uh. I don't know what you're going for here. Um, 
But yeah, uh, that skills, sounds skills, like skills. This plot, yeah, skills, skills. <laughs> that plot sounds kind of derivative, but maybe it'll be all right. I don't know. We'll see. What else? What's that third thing? I was trying thing? to think of a math joke there with derivative, but I can't. Nope. Derivative. Oh, you know, that's stock, that's stock joke. Uh, and last movie uh, going wide, it actually went out uh, oh, last yeah. weekend, but getting wide released Let's this weekend is the Catherine Bigelow's movie, Detroit. All right, what is that? Uh, that's starring John Boyega as a cop in Detroit. But, okay. Doing Detroit things. Why is that not being talked about, like, at all? Why is this thing slipping under the radar? Because Catherine me? Bigelow? No, that actually I, I know, that's, the opposite. I know, that's the opposite, you'd think. You'd think. That's why I'm asking you, is because knowing that that's a Catherine Bigelow joint, it's like, why is nobody talking about this? I don't know. I it guess seems weird. I haven't really I've seen heard, any reviews on this Yeah, thing I've now? heard uh, once, and I don't remember what the context was, but I definitely heard somebody talking about it this week. That was us talking about it last no, week? No, it was definitely between then and now. Okay. But I don't remember what it was, like one of the late night shows or something. Regardless... That's weird that they haven't been talking about that. Yeah, well, this is a small movie. Small in terms of budget. Oh, okay. But, you know, big in terms of source material? Sure, certainly. That sounds like that's a lot to tackle. Yeah. So, if this thing doesn't do well at the box office, maybe see something Oscar-related? Maybe. I mean, it's a little early. It's always early. It's, for it's early for Dunkirk, too, though. Yeah. So, we'll see. Uh, speaking of Oscars... Uh, yes, just real briefly, Warner Brothers has said that they want to push for Wonder Woman to be nominated for Best Picture mm. and, and Director. Um, That really depends on what we see throughout the rest of the year. Yeah. Because I have some issues with the direction of that movie. I have some issues with the last third of that movie. Yeah, and that's kind of where I'm getting at. Yep. Overall, though, I enjoyed it. It's uh, probably overall, it's a well done movie. second favorite movie I've seen all year. Uh, but still, I don't know if it's Best Picture. Right. I don't even think my favorite movie this year is Best Picture material, so... Lover's favorite? Baby Driver. Oh, yeah. It's good, but I don't think it's Best Picture. Well, like I said, that, that's a film school yeah, movie. Yeah, I'm, I'm very picky about what I think Best Picture should be. I was actually just talking to our friend James, shout out to James, yes. uh, the other day about uh, this. He actually just texted me asking if I was going to open up the... <laughs> That's tomorrow. He should know it's podcast night. Yes. He literally called me last night and said, I thought for a second this was Wednesday. I thought I was going to get the voicemail. I'm like, no, that's tomorrow. <laughs> but no, um, well, tonight. I was talking to him about uh, uh, the social network, how I said that that should have been Best Picture. Yes. Easily. And freaking King's Speech beat it. Because old people vote. Then we talked about the King's Speech for a little bit. But, but yeah. Have you seen King's Speech? I have. I didn't think at the same year in fact yeah. I didn't think very highly of it I thought it was good I mean I enjoyed the movie but in no way did I think that was worth the best picture it was a historical drama that was did a good job about what it was about but was in no way culturally relevant and was not enjoy as enjoyable as the social network social network was both a more enjoyable movie for me and also culturally relevant yep. it was telling a story that still mattered and I don't care about Friggin' British royalty with lisps. Or what it was, lisps? Stutter. That's what it was. It's like that the social network is actually talking about something that matters. I don't know. Anyways, I mean, that's seven-year-old news right now, but whatever. I'm well, still well you know what my criteria is? Would I see it again? 
Yeah. And that's, and that's basically what it was. And that's kind of what I'm at, where I'm at with those two. Is like I would definitely see the social network again, and I did. Oh yeah. And I would I never social, ever see. A, I've a, seen social network speech speech plenty of times. I didn't. I, I've see only seen speech, speech once. Exactly. Same. Same. That's how you know. Yep, that's how you know. All right, let's see. Uh, Kristen says, I was about to say the Halle Berry movie equals Taken, but Matt beat me to the punch. Yep, that's what it sounds like. Yeah, I mean, that's what it sounds like, but yeah, like we said, she doesn't really have a set of skills. Yeah. Or if she does, (laughs) it's, I'm a badass woman movie skill. Her skill is being frickin' Halle Berry, which is more skill than most people have, so. Well, yeah, because she she knows what happens when when lightning strikes a toad. Yeah, yeah, sure. She also knows what it's like to be a monster. Yeah. yeah. And, a, and a woman of cats. And a, and a woman of cats. Well, let's forget about also, that one. Also a swordfish. Just, 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 just animals in general. Let's just talk about Halle Berry movies. Oh, okay. Oh, okay, let's move, move on. on. Yes, please. <laughs> let's move on to our first story. What? That looks like a shaved Epcot center. What it's is not, that? It's an IMAX. It's an IMAX? Yeah. <laughs> I, used that, I used that picture before for IMAX. Okay. From this distant distance, it looks like somebody took the Epcot Center and like took all the the, the, the triangles off of it. <laughs> That's what it looks like. Okay, sure. <laughs> but anyways, yes, an IMAX theater. Uh, what about I, I, IMAX? I was watching Impossible happen. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. Are you talking about um, Dunkirk when you're talking about IMAX? Uh, yes. Okay. But I'm also talking about CEO Greg Foster. Greg Fo- Mr. IMAX. Yes. Yeah, no, Mr. IMAX is father. Oh, I'm sorry. Greg Foster has said that the company would, uh, company IMAX, would cut back on 3D releases. Okay. Uh, Foster has cited the strong performance of Dunkirk, right, which was not shot in 3D, uh, showing uh, consumers have shown a strong preference for 2D films. AKA consumers have stri- shown a strong preference of not paying 30 bucks to see a movie. Uh, the upcoming Blade <laughs> Runner 2049 uh-huh. will also be shown in 2D exclusively at IMAX theaters. Wait. In October when it releases. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, you mean 2D exclusively, not exclusively in IMAX. Like, it's not like IMAX is the only way to see Blade Runner 2049, no. right? No, I said okay. that there will be no 3D showing. No 3D, 3D showing. Is it that the thing was not shot yes. in 3D at all? Right? Right. Okay. Uh, this actually correlates with a record 68 movies it being released last year in 3D. Okay. But there was an 8% drop in, att- in attendance. To those 3D yeah. films. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that, that, that's not the story. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Just, just uh, <laughs> if you want to see IMAX in 3D, may not be a, a thing much longer. Do you know, really, I don't think I've seen an IMAX movie in 3D since um, I think I saw Star, Star Trek Beyond. Okay. In 3D and IMAX. I think that's the last time I saw something in 3D and IMAX. And then before that, the two things that immediately popped in my mind are ancient. They're from like the late nineties. <laughs> I remember seeing no, I remember seeing some sort of roller coaster thing in three D. Okay. I didn't see an Avatar in IMAX. I only saw it in three D. Matt, right uh, in the nineties, they always showed that roller coaster preview before yeah, ro- movies. No, 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 not that roller coaster. <laughs> there was one like specifically about roller coasters. It was like, but I was like eight, so it was a while ago. And then after that, I remember seeing Cyber World three D. Do you remember this thing? No. So Cyber World 3D was basically this collection of 3D shorts. One of them was actually that episode of The Simpsons where Homer gets trapped in the three-dimensional world. Do you remember that one? Yes. They literally put that in 3D as part of this Cyber World 3D thing. Okay. It was like 1999. It was a piece of history there. But yes, I definitely those are the two things I mostly remember 
seeing in 3D and an IMAX theater. So just give you an idea of how few movies I've seen in 3D and an IMAX theater. My last movie was Spider-Man Homecoming. Yeah? That's in 3D? Yeah. Okay. It's Sony. So? It's also Marvel. So? All Marvels are in 3D. Really? Are they? Yeah. I lost track of that then. I haven't seen... I don't think I've seen any of the Marvel movies in 3D. Uh, well, I saw it because, you know, I always see the pre- the premieres. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, Doctor says, it's ironic that Matt is butthurt about social network, <laughs> seeing as he deleted his Facebook. Hashtag ironic. <laughs> it's a big difference. <laughs> it's a big difference right there. Alright, uh, yep, so, uh, IMAX, uh, no longer doing big movies in 3D. I mean, yeah. I mean, it, it means that it's, it is losing its cachet a bit. But we'll see what everyone's going to say once... What does James either, Cameron think? That's what I was going to say. Once yeah, Avatar, Avatar comes 2. out, once uh, Avengers comes out, once Christopher Nolan finally decides to go 3D. Yeah. <laughs> if not, that effort's going to happen. No, no. Because he's still a film guy. There's no I know. Those two worlds can I know. Work. I know. Christopher Nolan is a film purist through and through. I will never shoot It's going to take him a while to turn around. Okay. What else do we have in movie news? All right, it's Star Wars. Wars. That's a big movie franchise. Yeah, also you could argue it's the biggest. You could also argue that it's not going to be in three D. Well, no. Well, no. Okay. The actual news uh, for Star Wars is that Jack Thorne, uh, the British writer uh, who wrote the upcoming Julia Roberts movie Wonder, okay, has been tapped to work on Star Wars Episode Nine script. Oh, really? Yeah. Wait a minute. Apparently, the director. Carolyn Trevorrow and his writing partner Derek Connolly have been working on the script, but sources say that a fresh set of eyes was needed. No, okay. all right. Yeah. Which one was Gary Whitta writing? Was that eight? That's gotta be a seven. No, That's eight. Eight. Or was did he write Rogue One? No, 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 no seven. Maybe it was Rogue. Oh no, it was maybe it was Rogue One because I don't remember. Because Ryan Johnson wrote and directed. Right, eight. Ryan Johnson did both on eight. You're yeah, right. you're right. You're right. And he did the first treatment for nine as well. You're thinking Rogue One then. I don't remember. But anyways, okay, that's I guess news. Yeah. Because I I didn't know that they hadn't picked somebody already for nine. Well, no, they picked Tom Trevor for a long time oh, ago right. to direct right. nine. Direct. I mean, I'm yes. just talking about writing. Oh no, writing is. Well, Ryan Johnson wrote the draft for okay. nine. Okay. When he wrote eight, uh-huh. he wrote eight and nine. Might as well, yeah. <laughs> right, going off of what J.J. Abrams and uh, Lawrence Kasdan did for seven. seven, and then Ryan Johnson wrote eight and nine just consecutively. Is it just me, or does it feel still really surreal that we're dealing with a new trilogy of Star Wars, even though? One has already been released in theater and is already available for home consumption. And one is coming out later this year. I still feel weird talking about it like it's a thing. It is a thing. But that seems weird to me still. It's like it still seems like something that's not actually happening. But it totally is well, happening. Well, you're saying Star Wars isn't happening? I, I, I don't know. It just, it's hard to explain. But I just feel like it's this thing that I keep having to remind myself that, no, we already did have the next... the. Entry in Star Wars. Oh, the, the, we already had our first entry. I came in to remind myself that Episode Seven exists. Yeah, but hey, it exists. We, we have new hero heroes and heroines. That's true. And her- new heroine. Uh, the movie heroine. Uh, will be released May twenty fourth, twenty nineteen. Uh-huh. And uh, which is not a December release as no. the previous two. That's definitely not. That's a summer release. Yep, that's a summer er- release. Early summer. 
Well, yeah, I mean, it's... So, 2018, they they have um, Avengers Infinity War. Okay. 2019, they're supposed to have Infinity War Part 2 with Star Wars Episode 9. So... Okay. They're moving it out of the way of Part 2, then? I don't know. Part What's 2 may, may get moved to later yeah, in the summer. maybe that's their fall? That's probably what they're going to do. That's their winter? Either that's going to be their winter or that's going to be their um, November hmm. or or July release. The digital mean. Or they're July. making room for a Pixar. Nah, Pixar's, Pixar's doing its own thing. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, production for uh, Star Wars Episode Nine starts January 2018. Okay. So immediately after we get our reaction. That makes sense. Yeah. That's I think that's what they did last time. That's what they did last time, yeah. yeah. Is that they got the reaction. That makes sense. You get kind weeks. of the barometer of yeah. where you're feeling after the existing plot and then see what to do. Yep. If there needs to be any last minute changes before shooting. Alright. Okay. Well, our next story. The, is that China? Yeah. I okay. think that's what China looks like. That I as far as I know. I mean maybe, maybe not there, as so. maybe not as red as that, but no. oh, is that the sandwich you're talking about? Yeah, that's the sandwich I was talking about. Uh. Chicky Chicky Parm Parm? Chicky Chicky Parm Parm. Uh, sorry, that has nothing to do with this new story. No. So China. Well, well Parmesan, or the, the, the marijuana. marijuana. Wait, mar- marijuana <laughs> Marinara sauce is a very different sandwich, I think, that you're starting to describe. I don't know it's, if I'm on board It's a very anymore. high sandwich. It's a high quality sandwich. High quality. Okay, what? I'm sorry. China. Yeah, uh, so China is delaying... Uh, the movie movie releases of Big Temple films. Okay. Including Spider-Man Homecoming, War for the Planet of the Apes, and Valerian in the City of a Thousand Planets. Really? Like how a bunch of it the like? As in all these movies already came out? Yeah. In North America? They won't be seeing until probably September. Is there a reason? Yes. Well, enlighten us. What is the reason? Okay. Uh, the reason is... <laughs> Beijing's media regulators intend to reinstate their infamous blackout on foreign oh, film right. imports during the lucrative uh, summer movie-going season. Right. Uh, this is done to limit the notion of American pop culture dominance yeah. by various means, including Chinese theatrical markets. To keep China, China again. Yep. <laughs> uh, this delay could cost Hollywood millions in global entertainment, uh, as late release dates have been known to erode box office significantly, by people downloading and pirating movies that have already been out. Okay, yeah. So because these are essentially three temple movies for three different studios and who rely mainly on foreign box office receipts, this could not bode well for them. No. Especially those movies, like, man, yeah, they're getting screwed over. Well, maybe not as hard as Spider-Man. No. Well, not as hard as Valerian. Valerian's getting screwed over. Yeah, Valerian, I think, is the big loser here because it's not going to make that money. And it needed China to even get anywhere close. Well, it needs that French, like everyone in the French market yeah. and who knows of the comics. Yeah, but French, the French market is not big enough. That's oh, no, it's tiny. That's not big enough, nearly big enough to make that money back. No, no. It's just not going to make it. Now it's for sure not going to make it. Right. War of the Planet of the Apes was the one on the border. Spider-Man no one had to worry about because it was Marvel. Yeah. Spider-Man's going to do well domestically. It's going to do well overseas. Right. Valerian's but, more of a question mark. Well, it's more of a dumpster fire than a question mark. 
A dumpster fire where the dumpster is full of question marks. How about that? Okay. I don't know what foam factory question mark you're going to. Actually, so somebody on Twitter brought this up earlier in the week. They referred to it as a tire, something as a tire fire. And they corrected somebody who said, don't you mean a, a, like a garbage fire or like a dumpster fire? And he was like, no, you can put out a dumpster fire. A tire fire you need to bury under the ground to stop burning. <laughs> so yeah, it's a tire you, you fire. You need to stuff suffocate it. Yeah, it's a tire fire. It's a way, way more... It's a, be, it's a better analogy. <laughs> so yeah, that's where we're at. That sucks for Valerian, but... Yep. Oh, whale. Alright, uh, Doctor Says. Okay. We may, we may or may not have muted you guys temporarily. Oh. Listen to Jared the God Goth and Todd the Todd Father Gurley speak words of random wisdom. It was a gasp, but it was supposed to sound like Goth, so it turned out to be Gosp. No, it's Goth. Jared Goth and Todd Gurley are apparently doing interviews because oh. football season's back. What, that that brings us to. Not quite. Not quite. No, not no, quite. no, no, we're still in the movies. Not quite. We're still in we're the still movies. movies. Hold your horses. Yep. Hold your Broncos. Hold your Colts. We're not there yet. Yep. Uh, ooh, let's move that up. What else do we have in movies? We have The Bits. The Bits. The Bits. What do we got? Real briefly in The Bits, uh, okay. Jessica Chastain confirmed for X-Men Dark Phoenix Sweet. as the villain role. Okay, cool. What that villain role will actually be is unknown because no one knows. I'm on board for some Chastain. But she's confirmed to play the villain... Uh, most likely she'll be the queen of Shi'ar. Whatever you say. I know that sounds like nonsense to you. Queen of Shi'ar. Yes. Sure. Basically, she's an alien, queen of an alien race and force that's come to Earth to take over the Dark Phoenix because Basically. they see her as a threat to the entire universe. Oh. Via the Phoenix Force. Well, you definitely got to take care of that. Yeah, you don't want that thing loose no, and you... not under your control. Definitely no. It's, it's like a nuke. You want the nuke under your control. Uh, well, I mean, as it stands right now as an American, I'm not sure if I do want the nuke under our control. Well, under my control, yes. Well, I mean, like, your personal, if we're talking personal, sure. Yeah. I would just put it away somewhere where nobody knew where it was and then just deal. Yeah, I'll put it right, I'll put it there right, right next to the Holy Grail, yeah. um, the Excalibur sword. Yeah, and that, that chest that turned everybody, uh, liquid in the first, uh, Indiana Jones. The Ark of the Covenant? Yeah, that one. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah, I'll, I'll just I'll just put it right underneath my the, the crystal skull is like paperweight. Yeah. For it. Exactly. Yeah. Anyways. Anyways. Uh, other bits of news. Uh, Donald Trump is suing. Okay. Someone. Uh, no no surprise. No news here. No news here. Uh, except of who he's suing. Okay. Who? Uh, the creators of Sharknado Three. Hey, yeah, I told you this today. Yeah. I this saw. It's a funny story. It's hilarious. Yeah. So apparently when they're making Sharknado 3, they apparently, uh, back in 2015? Yeah, it's been a couple years. Yeah. They contacted Donald Trump and wanted him to play the President of the United States. Uh-huh. Uh, this was right before he was actually going to announce his actual candidacy, uh, candidacy for the for presidency of the United States. Yeah. So yeah, he was going to be your fictional Sharknado president before he was our real president. Who would have thunk? Yeah. Well, but no, no, they turned it down. Yes, or someone in his in his uh, t- campaign, you could say, mm-hmm. turned it down. So instead, they got Mark Cuban. You know, as you do. Yeah. So uh, Donald Trump, you know, three years later, and timely as he is, yeah, has decided to sue them. What better week than Shark Week? Yep, we know that was last week. That was last Whatever. week. Close enough. 
Yep. <laughs> Saying that he was willing to play the president, he was want, he was looking forward to it, but but because they they decided not to pursue him due then to screw you, yep. give us money. Yeah, essentially. This, this case is going nowhere. It's just a little fun little tidbit because it's the bits. It's super dumb. Yep. Uh, also in the bits, Super Trooper Two has finished post production. Right. Forget that exists. One that thing's existing. Two, it currently exists, has is finished post-production. Right. And three, expect a trailer to drop sometime eventually. Because I don't think that thing has released it yet. That's not committal. Yep. And last, uh, last two uh, bits in here. Okay. In terms of producers. As producers. Akiva, yep. As a, the producer Akiva Goldman exits the Transformers franchise. Oh, okay. Not only that, Alex Kurtzman... And it's uh, Universal's The Dark Universe. Oh, shoot. Yeah. So one of their major fronters is just bailed? Both, on both sides, yes. That's great. <laughs> uh, considering that both of them are, well, Stanley Transformers is Paramount. But yeah. Yeah, so, uh... Matt, come on, pay attention. That's good. I don't look good. Potato Rito. Alright, let's move on to sports. <laughs> Sports stuff happened this past week. Yeah, so tell me about sports. Alright, so sports is usually played with several people. No, I mean, tell me about specifically the sports that happened this week. Okay, so uh, this past Sunday was the Baseball Hall of Fame inductees. Uh They included Jeff Bagwell, first baseman for the Houston Astros, Tim Raines, left fielder for the Montreal Expos, Ivan Rodriguez, the catcher for the Texas Rangers, John Schertzholtz, uh, the executive and owner of Atlanta Braves, or former, and Bud Selig, former commissioner of the MLB. Okay. All of them were officially inducted into the MLB Hall of Fame. So this did we ever determine who was the guy who was talking forever when we watched briefly? I think that was Ivan Rodriguez, but okay. don't quote me on that. I have no idea. Regardless, well, let's we just say tuned it was. in briefly. We tuned in briefly and. This guy just was talking for a straight 15 minutes, and we had to turn it because he just was not stopping. Yeah. We were just like, all right, this guy has been talking way too long. We're done. Yeah, he started talking about, like, specific plays that he was doing. All he ever and wanted they had to his do. first uh, at-bat was against Nolan Ryan. It's like, well, you know what? That's, I guess, an interesting aside. Yeah. But you know what asides should be? They should be short, damn it. They should be short and off to the side. Off to the side. Yeah, to, just like our tangents. Well, no. We're, we're bad at that, too. We're being hypocrites right now. Right. Well, let's fix that. Move on. Yeah, let's fix that. We're talking about the, the other Hall of Fame. Okay. What the one that's happening okay. tomorrow. Oh. And we'll officially usher in the start of the 2018... 2017? 2018? 2017-2018. NFL season. Hey! Well, preseason. No, no, no. The start of the whole season. Yeah, I know. But the season itself doesn't start until September. Yes. We're in the preseason. Okay. But but the, the, the football the year, year begins. Yes, the football year. The football, the football year shall back. begin. The year of football, 2017-2018. Yep. Starts now. So, uh, let's see if you've heard of some of these uh, people being ushered into the Hall of Fame. Okay, let's see. First up, we have Morton Anderson. Yep. Kicker for the Atlanta Falcons. Okay. We have... Terrell Davis. I have heard that name. Where? I can't tell you where in football. By, probably by playing blitz and running over people with him. Sure. Uh, he was the running back for the Denver Broncos. Okay. 
We have Kenny Easley. Nope. Safety for the Seattle Seahawks. Okay. We also have Jerry Jones. Nope. It's pretty generic, this sounding. Uh, you know Jerry Jones. Do I? Yes. You know Jerry's World? No. <laughs> so maybe I don't. Have you heard of a little team called the Dallas Cowboys? I have heard of America's team. Yes. Uh, he is the owner. Oh. That of the Dallas sense. Cowboys. All right. Fair enough. Wow, you don't really know who Jerry Jones is. No, I don't. Huh. I totally really don't. Okay. I only casually watch football. You should know this. Yeah, but he's like he's like a Mark Cuban owner. You're a everyone Mark Cuban knows owner. who who he is. Well, I'm not everyone. Majority knew, so. Yeah, I, I know you're, you're not everyone. You're, <laughs> you're you're in the minority here. I really am. D- despite what people may think. Uh, <laughs> Jason Taylor. That's a pretty generic name too. Uh, defensive end for Miami Dolphins. Okay. Well, uh, yeah, yeah, that's why no one cares. He's on the freaking Dolphins. Here's what you should know. Okay. Ladanian Tomlinson. I do know a Ladanian Tomlinson. An LT? Yes, I do know an LT. Yeah. Uh, running back for San Diego Chargers. And lastly, a little guy named Kurt Warner. Oh, yeah, that guy. Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah he, he's a, that uh, TV show, The Comeback. Oh, that too. Or, but or also, also, he's Kurt freaking Warner and he almost won a Super Bowl. Uh, I think he did win a Super Bowl. I mean, but then he almost won a Super Bowl. Then he almost won another Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, cornerback for uh, St. Louis Rams. And then coming back... Correction, he should have won two Super Bowls. Yeah, he, yeah, he won one with the St. Louis Rams. And basically won one. With the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, and they yeah. didn't. Yeah, had it not been for uh, some Mr. Holmes. Frickin', yeah. Let's not talk about that. Anyways. Well, let's just bring up with Mark next time we see him. Yep. Let's do that. <laughs> uh, the, they'll be inducted Thursday to the Football Hall of Fame, followed by the Hall of Fame game. The Hall of Fame game? Yep. The Fame game. Yep. Uh, as we mentioned last week, starring your very own America's team. The Dallas Cowboys? No, the Packers. Oh, but yeah, that's not and, America's and the, team. And, and the Cowboys. That's Mr. Double, discount double-check Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, who will probably be discount double-checked out of the game <laughs> as to not get injured. Yeah, that's probably smart. You don't want an injured Aaron Rodgers going into your Packers season, yeah. that's for sure. I mean, you do if you're the Vikings. Yeah, but if you're the Packers, you don't. Wow. Well, yeah. Something about cheese. He's like the gold standard. No, no, no. It's too, <laughs> cheese. It's too cheesy. Too cheesy. All right. <laughs> Moving on. Moving on. Uh, and lastly, in terms of uh, sports news, the Olympics have finally settled where they're going to put their next games at. It's true. Uh, while no official word from the IOC has come out, yeah. basically everyone knows what is happening. Uh-huh. So what's happening? So, the next ga- next summer Olympics, we're talking about summer here, not winter, because screw winter. Hey. I like some snowboarding. You know what I like? The Canadian curling team? Who's their star player? I have no idea, but they're cute. You, you know that there's, that there's a women's team, too, for them, right? That's what I'm talking about. Oh, are you sure? <laughs> you just said the curling team. I'm pretty sure. That's I don't have to be gender-specific here. They The men's team also might be cute. I'm not going to judge. Well, well, they do skirt out their butts. They're Canadians. So. They're kind of all adorable in their own way. Well, yeah, they're not sorry. Or they are sorry for everything. They're very sorry. Very sorry. 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 Uh, but yeah, I'm gonna watch the crap out of some Winter Olympics. Don't be crapping on some Winter Olympics. Right. But anyways, anyways yeah, we're talking yes. about the summer. Summer Olympics. Yes. Uh, the games have been announced with Tokyo 
which we already knew, yep. coming in 2020 yep. to a TV near you. Okay. Followed by what should be announced as Paris yes, in 2024. Paris. Um, sounds like L.A. and Paris were both vying for 2024. L.A. moved out of the way because they were more willing to accept a later date than the Parisians were. So it sounds like Paris took 2024. Right, which means L.A. will be getting the game in 2028. The reason they were able, they were so willing to move, is because not only will it give them time to build out all the infrastructure that they need, which they would have been able to do by twenty twenty four either way. Yeah. But at least this way, there's just more time for them yeah, to relax a little bit. Yeah, there's an extra time because goodness knows, I'm hoping to be not in LA in the LA Grand Greater Metropolitan Area. We want to take a two week vacation for that, that time. Sounds like a disaster. You want to take a two week vacation for that time? Uh, we'll see when I'm thirty eight because that's when it's going to be. <laughs> Maybe you'll go on your honeymoon at that time. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> Stranger miracles have happened. A miracle indeed. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Anyway, so yeah, Olympics are happening continuously. Yep. And will forever. So, congratulations, City of LA. It'll be bombarded with a shit ton of people in 10 years. Here's a question Does Russia play in this uh, 2020? It's 11 years. Do you think? In 2020? Does Russia play? Does Russia compete? Oh, are you saying will Russia still, still be... pissed off? Are you saying will Russia still be a country? Yeah, I mean, that's also a viable question. But 2020, actually, are we living, Are we banned from the Olympics in 2020? <laughs> That'd be funny. But from Tokyo? Yeah. Who that knows? Be banned. Hey, anything goes right now. Anything freaking goes. I don't know. But at least with uh, 2028, we will have a new president. Guaranteed. Uh, yes, guaranteed. You're right. That will have to happen. That's also probably why they moved out of the way. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Okay. Oh, moving on. What else do we have? To, to uh, telly te- news. The telly? What do we have in the telly? Boom. Who's that? I can't see. That is Kevin James' wife. Oh, if you say so. In the show, Kevin can wait. Uh, should I say former wife? Okay. As she has got the axe and will not return for season two. They're recasting Kevin James's wife? A little bit more complicated than that. Okay, got it. That's the reason why this isn't even a story. Because, okay. one, we don't watch, we don't care about Kevin Can Wait. But it's just Fair. an interesting story based on what's actually happening. Uh, so, um, CBS has decided not to bring back Aaron Hayes, who that's who that is. Okay. Aaron Hayes um, uh, for season two, and instead cast Leia Remini as a series regular. Wait, 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 wait a second. Wasn't that Kevin James's wife in um, the, his first show, King of Queens? Yeah. Yes, it was. <laughs> no, no way! No, 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 no! They can't just do that. This is not a sequel. This is not in universe. So, uh, Leia Remini. <coughs> Remini, I want to say. Remini. Sure. Remini. If you want to say that. Remini, Remini. Well, Remini sounds like a pasta. Well, it's M-I-N-I, so Remini. Uh, sure, if you say so. That's how it's spelled. Okay. Uh, actually had a guest role in the season one finale. Okay. Where she played, uh, where she was cast as an undercover cop. Sure. And former partner of... Oh, Kevin James, yeah. the retired cop okay, character. Sure. Yeah. 
Um, yes, as you had mentioned, both played yeah. uh, both husband and his wife in King of Queens, the former CBS project starring Kevin James. Yeah. Well, uh, CBS revealed that, uh, quote, the character of Aaron Hayes and mom of, or, and wife of Kevin James will have passed away and we will be moving forward in time catching up on a later date. Oh. Hayes, uh, who played Kevin's wife on the show, will be killed off <laughs> instead of divorce okay. or moving. So be- they're doing the Charlie Sheen? That's what it seems like because, quote, ultimately this is what was decided with the producers uh-huh. that this was the best move, way to move forward. Oh, clearly. The decision was based on different creative directions and not a reflection of Hayes' performance. Okay. So they needed a way to get rid of Ryder off, and this was the yes. way they figured. Right. Okay. And they'll instead bringing in uh, Leia Romini at a bigger role. Okay. Leah. Leah. Leia? Leah. Leah. What did I say? Leia? Leia. Leah, like princess? Leia. Yeah. <laughs> well, she's not my princess. She's Kevin Hashtag, hashtag not my princess. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Hashtag. Anyways. Anyways, yeah. So, prepare for King of Kings, the sequel. King of Queens, not King of Kings. King of something Kings. Something else. Yep, the, the Queen of Kings. Queen, Queen of Kings, yep. This this summer on CBS. Well, alright. Uh, sure. That's weird, but sure. Kevin James still earning that paycheck. Yeah. Okay. What else do we have in television news? Also, Ludacris can fight. Ludacris for, for can't some, fight. So, somehow, that's a thing. It's very It's in universe. <laughs> it's true. Alright, so uh, let, let's talk about, let's get away from live action and talk about animation. Sure, why not? And anime. And for this together, sure. you get Funimation. You you always do. It's yeah, a lot of fun. Yep. Animation. Ooh, I want a Frosty. One more time, 50 cents small. Malia. <laughs> get us Frosty. Alright. Um, Anyways. Oh, shoot, I forgot that story. What oh, no, story? No, no, no. I thought I think I put that in here. Maybe. Oh, uh, no. I, I didn't. Oh, I'm missing a story. Anyways. Uh, yeah, so uh, Sony Pictures uh, Television Networks uh, strict, strikes a deal with Japanese anime distributor okay. Funimation Productions. That's fine. For. Animation. Give me a number. Uh, $2 billion. Two billion dollars? <laughs> I don't know. I'm looking at a lot of acquisitions lately. Um, let's do uh, fifty million. Okay, well, you're closer there. Okay. One hundred forty-three million. Oh wow! For ninety-five percent stake in the company. Damn, that's a large stake. Yeah, it's like porterhouse. That's like frying ribs, sir. <laughs> okay. It's like basically the whole cow. <laughs> yeah, basically. If you're missing the five percent, that's not. The part, the head of the cow, but the rest of the cow you got. It's it's a lean cut. Yeah, it's very lean. Though fat, just got rid of it. It's yeah, very lean. Cut the fat out. What? Okay, so what does this mean? This means that Funimation's catalog, including the popular title titles of Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, yeah, Cowboy Bebop, okay, which is getting the second and third season, Naruto, One Piece, oh. My Hero Academia. Did they not have Naruto? No. And Attack on Titan. Okay, sure. All those anime. I, I think that's Fuji TV. 
You're a Fuji TV. It is the Naruto. I have no idea. Anyways, uh, those titles... Say anime names. Uh, while this is still subject to regula- regulatory approvals and other closing conditions... Uh, of course. C- CEO Jen F- Fukunaga right. will retain a minority stake in the business and remain as his post as CEO. Cool. Uh, Funimation. Uh, the Funimation licenses and distribution... Uh, licenses and distributes Japanese anime content in the U.S., and operates the subscription streaming service, Funimation Now. Screaming service. Ah! Yeah, screaming service, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, it's more like, ah! Yeah, that's true. It's, it's a screaming service. Screaming service. Uh, yeah. Okay, cool. Um, Why not? Why not? At this point? With this acquisition, it will join Animax and Kid Station under the Sony Pictures Television umbrella. Kid Station? Yeah. Uh, this deal will not affect the current deal with Crunchyroll in terms of same-day release and of the very popular anime streaming website. Okay. As that deal was made before this. Yeah. And they're actually just a qu- yeah, pre-existing. Uh, so don't worry about those of you who watch Crunchyroll and are worried that all this is going to go over to Crackle. Because <laughs> that's something who, else. Who the hell watches Crackle? Yep. Cool. Um, I'll, we'll, we'll ask this later. Okay. She's asking what we think about the movie Lo- Logan Lucky. I don't know what that is. There you go. <laughs> so that's what I think about it. Is tell me what that is because I don't know. Okay. Um, I, I missed a. Let me see here. We talking about with the Wendy's Frosty for a second? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Frosty's I thought I put good. that in here. Wendy's Frosty? No, this picture. You mean? That story that you put up on the website? No, no. Uh, no this is a different one. I got nothing. But we should move on. Yeah, okay, let's move on then. To something else. We don't need to literally cover everyone, everything. No, 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 we're, we're going to skip the Keenan Thompson one. Okay, what do we got then? So if you want to hear a, Keenan, a story about Keenan Thompson, what he's doing, check out our website. MediaBoatPodcast.com for yep. more information about Mr. SNL. But in the meantime, we've got something about public broadcasting. Well, I, I guess it's fair to call him Mr. SNL. He's been there the yeah. longest tenure, 14 He's years. The guy. 14 seasons. So, yeah. So, yeah what's up with public broadcasting? Uh, public, uh, the president and CEO, Paula Kerder, is... Uh, of PBS, right? Of, of PBS, of the public broadcasting service. Okay. Is a little bit worried about where the um, government funding is going to come from. A.K.A. nowhere, because this government is not going to fund them. And that is a problem. Yeah, it's a problem. Because uh, she's warned that because public broadcasting has narrowly, narrowly survived threats to budget cuts in the past, it doesn't mean the same thing will be true if more cuts are made. <laughs> she has noted that stations in rural areas rely on government to cover as much as 50% or more of their budgets. Yeah. And if that money goes away, quote, it's an existential crisis for those stations as there's no way you you can make up that money. Uh huh. If that was if this if this was to happen, there is no plan B. If we lose our funding. Okay, so here's where we need to talk about PBS. Yes. Uh, so, uh, I'm just gonna give you a number. Okay. Four, four, five. Uh, that is one more second more than the Jay Z album. Four, four, five seconds? Oh, no, it's four, four, four. Four, 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 four. 
No, yeah. sorry. What was that yes. number mean? Anyways, uh, that is the current annual appropriations for public broadcasting company. Uh, yeah, for PBS, and conservatives have targeted them multiple years in terms of cutting that number. Yep. Now, while four hundred forty-five million does sound a lot, consider that the military budget right is, is upwards of like fifty. Billion? Yeah, it's a big difference. Yeah. That being said, this administration is going to do cuts to this, no matter what. It's going to be a thing. Just like with park services? Yeah. I think, realistically, PBS might be a thing of our memories pretty soon. Um, so that's why I think we need to take a moment here. Moment of silence. Let's appreciate PBS. What What are your favorite memories of PBS? I was about to say math last year emphatically, but I know that's wrong. That's a game. <laughs> I know. Uh, uh, PBS had no idea. <laughs> so, um, I mean, the answer for our generation is Sesame, Sesame Street. Street. Yes. Though that is no longer true for the current generation. The answer for my grandparents would be Nova. Yeah. Nova stuff was great. It's still great. It's still great. It's uh, a great they do a series. great specials on there. Yep. They do, but of course, yeah, an entire generation, nay, entire three generations grew up on Sesame Street on PBS. If it wasn't for PBS, awesome. we wouldn't have yeah that kind of that kind of education for our children. Mm-hmm. You know? Now, of course, you can get that material on HBO. Right, because HBO has. Bought those rights. That being said, though, I mean, HBO is responsible for a lot. And so... Or HBO. I said HBO. PBS. PBS. Damn. Uh, PBS. I know, I'm disproving my own point there. Uh, But yeah, I think it's sad to see that stuff go. I mean, like, I don't know... I don't know. I mean, it's very important that there be a, 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 a news source, a television source that's not that's that is funded by the government i think that is having something public like that is important i think losing that would be very well not only that but they also do masterpiece theater yeah they also do their own news segments as well uh, covering yeah because some of these uh public public broadcast stations do local news as well as as well as a big uh, yeah. nation news and and yeah it'd be a big loss so I hope they figure out a way to get... I mean, you know how they survive? Viewers like you. So do yourself a favor. If you like your local PBS station, please donate. Absolutely. Donate some money. Get some tote bags. Tote bags are pretty sweet. So, so this so is your opportunity. Topaz, tote bags. That's what I'm looking at. Topaz colored tote bags. So yeah, uh, help your local CBS... Uh, CBS. PBS. <laughs> PBS station. <laughs> Note to self, two beers for your podcast. It's a bad idea. Well, uh, maybe for you, but... PBS! Hey, there's 7% each, so my defense. <laughs> so yeah, save your PBS station because the government ain't going to do it. Yep, especially this administration. Uh, yep. Yep, so 40, $45 million. If that budget goes below 400 expect... Everything to be shut down, or at least yeah. most places to be shut down, and your local station to be maybe either lose its signal or get a further signal from somewhere. So yeah, not in your area. We'll see. 
Moving on. So that brings us to, I guess we could throw it in here. Okay. Uh, uh, the story about Keenan, real quickly, in yeah, the bits. Yeah, in the bits. Give us the bits. Yep. In the bits. Yeah, so our man Keenan Thompson, as we briefly mentioned, from Ten all that ago. to Saturday Night Live for the last 14 years, has announced his new project. Yep. It is uh, called Scoogle. Scoogle. Yep. Take that like in. Google, but a scooter. So scooter Google. Yeah, Scoogle. The, this is uh, this is a project aimed at ages two to eleven, and will deal in a semi all that kind of way where it's very parody of itself. It's sketch comedy. It's sketch comedy, but with kids. Where Keenan Thompson is basically like Siri or yeah. Alexa. Yeah, an AI voice. Yeah, you could say. So this is going to be on some station I've never heard of. Or pocket dot watch. Pocket dot watch. Pocket watch. Yeah. And what is this? Just internet streaming? Yeah. Is that what this is? It's, okay. it's basically a one-stop shop for kids media. But I guess the guy in charge used to be um, in charge of Nickelodeon. Yes, he was former president of Nickelodeon. He worked, actually worked directly with Keenan uh, when he was a, an executive producer on all that. It's probably mentioned in that book that I have down there. Probably. Um, so yeah. Uh, cool. I mean, it sounds like cool. I mean, as you said in your piece on MediaBoatPodcast.com, um, that it'll be good uh, to kind of usher in a new, hopefully a new generation of, of kids into sketch comedy. Oh, you like that a little bit? Yeah, yeah. That's very good, because I think that's, if anything, Keenan should be passing the torch yeah. as his uh, kind of Tenure. comedy, as least sketch comedy career kind of reaches its natural close yes. before whatever he decides to do next, so... Exciting. Just keep doing voice acting. Movies. Nah, movies. You should do movies. You tried doing movies. Remember, he was in Six on a Play. You should do more movies. Better movies. Better movies. That's the key. <laughs> That's the key. Or uh, sell a pilot to FX. They seem to be uh, better yeah. these days. Uh, so, yeah, I think that he probably has a very strong career ahead of him. Who knows what he's going to end up doing. Um, also, in the bits, we have our first casting for True Detective Season 3. Okay. <laughs> Is it, uh, what was our, our casting? Uh, it was Sigourney Weaver and, um, frickin' who else? Oh, uh, no, it's not a female, but yes. Damn. Everybody. Oh, well. Okay, who's yes. that? Um, Mr. Oscar winner himself, and current favorite male, male attractiveness. Sure. Mahershala Ali. Okay. Which is actually a really great casting. That is really good. That's, That's really good casting, expected. yeah. Uh, apparently, he's been cast uh, to star in the upcoming uh, True Detective Season 3. Okay. No word yet on who his partner will be. No word yet on directors or writers. Halle Berry. But. <laughs> no. Okay. Marshall Ali has at least confirmed that he is signed on to star in True Detective cool. Season 3. Cool. Okay. Could be something. Yep. And lastly, South Park Season 21. Has been delayed okay. uh, to September 13th instead of its usual premiere in mid August. Or, or mid August, early September. Delayed by like two weeks, essentially. Okay. Nothing to be worried about, just in case you were wondering. That's uh, happening. But sure. And then lastly, don't forget, this week uh, is the last week for At Midnight. It will be going away as of Thursday. Yep. Not Friday. Thursday. They only run through Thursday. They don't do so a Friday. So you'll have cast. to pay more attention to Twitter if you want your silly 
uh, Twitter comedian banter because it won't be on TV anymore. Matt, how is Twitter's comedian banter? It's great. <laughs> sure, let's just end it with that. Always wonderful. Let's go to cancellations and renewals. Let's get canceled. Let's get canceled. Well, no, let's not get actually canceled. I'd like to continue doing the show. Really? But we don't have the control over... I don't think anybody can cancel us. They can try, but I don't think anybody can tell us to stop doing this show. Well, especially if we get paid. Meaning, if you want to support us... We'll get to that later. Okay. Let's first talk about the cancellations and renewals. Alright, first up, we have Queen Sugar. Uh, Not to be confused with Rebecca Sugar. But Queen Sugar uh, gets a third season on OWN. Okay. uh, Oprah's own network. It's hers. Yep, uh, Animal Kingdom gets a third season on TNT. I swear we said this last week. Andy Tribeca gets a fourth season on TBS. Okay, sure. Harriet gets a second season on Hulu. Okay. Unreal gets a fourth season on Lifetime. No, that's just Unreal. Mary Kills People a second season on Lifetime. What does she continue doing? And Good Witch gets a fourth season on Hallmark. She kills people, that's what it is. No, Good Witch. Oh, okay. <laughs> and... That brings us to our loan cancellation of The Middle. The Middle. Will be canceled after its upcoming season on ABC. And it had a good run. Matt, how many seasons has The Middle had? Five. No. Seven. No. Nine. Yes. <laughs> the upcoming ninth season will be its last season. Uh-huh. That thing has lasted for nine seasons, Matt. Then yeah, good job, The Middle, then. Yeah. Keeping, um, what's his name? The janitor from Scrubs into business there. Flint. I don't know his name. Flint, Flint. I don't remember his actual name. Well, no, yes. that is his actual name. It's Flint. I think Flint something. Neil Flynn. Neil Flynn. Yep. Yep, keeping Neil Flynn getting that cha- paycheck. Good for him. But yeah, apparently that thing lasted long enough for it to have an audience, so that's good. Yeah, I mean, it was, was one of those shows that was cheap to make. Yeah. But found an audience in middle America. Cool. Yeah. Hence the name, The Middle. Hence the name. Well, no, actually, I don't well, think that's what it referred to. Well, yeah, they live in Indiana. Oh, okay. I thought it meant the siblings, but sure. Well, it could also be the siblings. Like but the middle child. Yeah. But it was, also, it was mainly focused on the mom, which is the weird part. So. Oh, I don't know. I never actually watched in a single episode of The Middle, so I can't tell I you. watched about half a season, and what okay. I watched, I liked. Okay. I mean, sure, it was quality. ABC stuff is weird, because it's like, it's quality, just nobody, like, talks about it. Right. I mean, they're all solid shows, just, like like not, Blackish, but they're just not anything just, that anybody wants to gush about. Right. That I actually know personally, I guess. Unfortunately. Yeah, it's one of those weird situations where it's all quality, it's all good TV, but when you ask someone what their favorite shows are, yeah, they're gonna list other shows. <laughs> Sad, really. Okay. All right, and that brings us to our can our not cancellation deaths. Well, it's uh, kind of like cancellations, but for yeah, life. Yep, life cancellations. So this week's not going to be as bad as last week. No. But we still do have a couple. We have June Foray, age 99. Yeah. The voice of Rocky and Natasha in the Rocky and Bullwinkle show. This is a big one, because you have to consider June Foray did voices alongside of literally the biggest people in the voice acting business. She used to work with Mel Blanc, yep. for, for instance. Like, you don't have do you, that many do you people say who are Blank still, or Blanc? Apparently... For a long time, I thought it was blank. Yeah. Then apparently, the correct way is blank. Okay. And I was so pissed when huh. I found out. Because I was no just assumed it was blank because it looks like the French, but apparently the family. Right, also, there's no K. The family has stated that no, it's not. It's blank. Okay. I know, isn't that weird? Yeah. But yeah, so she's been in the business for literally since it's existed. 
pretty much. Pretty much. So you're talking about OG. Yeah, Rocky and Bullwinkle, Warner Brothers cartoons. You're talking about from the 40s on that she's worked in. So yeah, that's a big loss. Yeah. We also have Pulitzer winning and prize, uh, Pulitzer winning playwright and actor Sam Shepard, 73 years old. Yeah. And lastly, Marty Sklar. Yeah. Age 83. Supervised the design and construction of Tokyo Disneyland, Disney MGM Studios, Disneyland Paris, and other theme park attractions. He is one of only eight people who have ever been to all Disney park openings. Yeah. Um, he was big in the, uh, the teams uh, for the park development. And yeah, uh, they, it'll be weird opening a new Disney park without Squire around because he was kind of the guy. What is the new Disney park anyways? Uh, the next one was, they, did they finish Hong Kong yet? I believe, no, Singapore was the last one. So Hong Kong, I think they still need to finish. Right. So Hong Kong's the new, the next uh, opening okay. that they'll do. After that, who knows? Right. There's some, I remember some rumors about Australia being next, but we'll see. Hmm. We okay. will certainly we'll see. see. They keep those kind of things under wraps for a long time. Hey, that's not a good uh, Disney movie. Under wraps? Yeah. <laughs> I know, you are just talking about starring Starring Shia LaBeouf. I know, right? That's crazy. A non-crazy, non-arrested Shia LaBeouf. No, not, 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 not Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf? No, not Shia LaBeouf, the other guy. Um, Who are we talking about now? Uh, I'm talking about uh, Mr. Blue Eyes. Um, Zach Efron? No. Lord of the Rings. Uh, what's his name? Yeah, Mr. Frodo. Elijah Wood. Elijah Wood. Yes, Mr. Frodo. Keep thinking Elijah Wood, but for some reason my brain was telling me that was wrong. No, that's him. But no, Elijah Wood. Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah, Elijah Wood was in the the movie um, Under Wraps. Well, who knew? Mm. <laughs> Alright, uh, let's go on to video games. Alright, let's talk about video games. Alright, real briefly here. This is the big story. Yeah. I'm well, glad you picked this up, because I had saw this yesterday. Yep. Well, it's a big story. EA. Consolidating some of their studios. Uh, one of the big ones. Uh, BioWare Montreal. Yeah, so the Montreal part of BioWare, which does a little a lot of heavy, heavy lifting for their BioWare games. Yeah, they, they did a little game recently called Mass Effect Andromeda. Yeah, I don't know if you heard of it. I don't know if you played it. Probably not. But, <laughs> or if you did, you saw everyone crap all over it. Yep. Um, is now being m- m- merged, combined, with... Merged? Uh, yeah, let's Combined. Say, yeah. With another I EA mo- studio. Yep, uh, Motive Studios. EA Motive. Yeah, well, they just call it Motive Studios. Sure. EA but, Motive. Yeah, EA Motive. It's under the EA umbrella. Right. Uh, anyways, uh, yep, uh, Bioware Montreal and Motive will be combined. Into one studio. Uh, this, of course, comes on the heels of EA announcing um, the upcoming game Anthem by the right. studio. Yes. So expect gameplay to be very similar uh, in the upcoming Anthem as a, bio, as a Bioshock. Bioshock? Bi- Bioshock, BioWare. That's a fact. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think this is smart because I think. Um even if Andromeda was a little bit of a miss, it looked good. I think still getting some people who are used to working in the Mass Effect 
in like in uh, uh, universe mm-hmm. is probably good ultimately for Anthem. I think the getting from people from both sides of EA's operation, both Bioware proper and from Motive, I think will be good for that thing. So um, yeah, Anthem still looks cool. I'm so excited mm-hmm. for that game. Uh, at the moment, uh, Bioware Montreal is working on the Battlefield. Or sorry, Battlefield Battlefront yeah. Two. A single player campaign for Star Wars, Star yeah. Wars Battlefront Two, yeah, uh, and and a new IP uh, from a new director uh, being brought over from Ubis- from Ubisoft. Okay, as uh, and the only quote they have is that it will be loosely similar to the Assassin's Creed gameplay and style. Sure, yep. loosely. Well, it's the same director, one of the same directors. Okay. So. and then. Um, Basically, at the end of this uh, article, I read that the planned DLC for Mass Effect Andromeda is still unknown as to whether they're going to keep working on it or shelve it. <laughs> so, if you bought that season pass, yeah, might have purchased that a little bit early. Yeah, that's tricky. I think Andromeda was a trouble project throughout. Right. So, I don't know. If, even if you'd want to play DLC based on it at this point. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway. What else do we have for video games? Anyways. Is this a follow-up? This is a follow-up to last week. Last, yes. week's last, last week's? Last week. Yeah, so last week we talked about Pokemon <laughs> Go Fest week. in Chicago and how that was basically a bust. And the antic, in terms of compensation, saving everyone... Said that they'll give them free poker coins and, po- and virtual gear and stuff like that. Yep. So, how'd that work out? So, uh, <laughs> some people thought that they deserved more. Yeah. Because not only did they fly in, but also had to get hotel accommodations for what was essentially a bust of a weekend. Right. So, about 20 to 30 people have signed a class action lawsuit against Niantic. Uh, for reimbursements in travel and lodging as the game was unplayable during the event. If they win, uh, Niantic would have to pay all 20,000 attendees a portion for travel and lodging expenses. Yeah. Uh, that, the co- that the court would deem appropriate in terms of uh, payment. It's rough. Uh, seeing as Niantic has already admitted fault on several occasions, there's a good chance that they're just going to admit guilt here. Yeah. And be forced to pay. Yeah, at this point, they really have nothing to lose. Looks exact all the money. So... <laughs> well, it's funny you bring that up, because... Do they really have that much money to lose? Niantic is making a lot of money still. Even though there's been all these stories about how... Oh, nobody cares about Pokemon Go. It's like, look, even the fans are angry at Pokemon Go. It's important still to note that Niantic makes a lot of money still on Pokemon Go. How much money do they make? I don't know a number, but I'm sure it's ridiculous. I got a number for you. Okay, is it ridiculous? Oh, it's ridiculous, all right. Okay. This past weekend, uh, when they were doing a lot of these uh, raids for legendary Pokemon... There was a number floating around the internet of how much Niantic was making... Per day. Okay. Do you want to take a guess at this number or you want me to say no, it? No, just say it. $5.8 million a day this past weekend. So, yeah. So, if you kind of 
all three, that's $15 million this past weekend. So they're doing all right? Yeah, they're not hurting for money. No. They can pretty much afford to um, pay off some people who had a bad experience. Yeah, it looks like it. I mean, that goes to show you right there, is that regardless of what you think the, the, the outside perspective on a thing is, you have no idea how much money they're making for reals. And yeah, they can probably pony up to give a decent response to this class action easily. And I think they probably should. As you're saying, yeah. it's probably just best to just give the money, bury this, and move on just using the game, like just doing the game as they would. Well, you know when they say no, no, uh, bad publicity is good publicity? Yeah. Well, this is still, this is goes up right that, up right that alley. Right up that alley. Wow, I cannot say anything. All that alley. Yep, yep. All that married alley. Um, <laughs> to where, even though people read up on Pokemon Go Fest and read up on how bad it went, yeah, they still went out and did all these raids for legendary Pokemon and still ended up paying upwards of $5 million, uh, almost $6 million a day in terms of people all around the world for this thing. I mean, yeah, I think that the fans that are going to show up to this thing, though, are probably very, very different than the people who are spending money on this game. Right. I think that those are two very different fans. Still, though, if you want to clean up your public image, though, this would be a good thing to do, guys. Just help them out. Help them out in, your time, in their time of need here. That's what I suggest. Uh, and they will, as this, as even though they'll probably lose money on it, yeah. they gain even more on the back end, which is where all they care about is the final end product. <laughs> Overall, so, overall, man, this is going to be a weird thing. It to is talk because about. even though the first one failed, yeah. and even though they'll, they'll probably chances are they're going to do this thing again in both Europe and Asia as they planned. Yeah, needless to say, Pokemon Go is a weird thing and it will continue being weird. Yep. All right. Let's move on. Video games. What's next? I can't tell what that is. That is called Unsung Story. What's Unsung Story? That is a Kickstarter by developer Playdeck. Okay. Uh, who raised $660,000 to make this game possible. That's a lot of money. It is a lot of money. It's also a lot of money if you don't deliver. Okay, what happened? <laughs> so, uh, as dealing with Kickstarters is always problematic... Yep. What happens is you put up money in the hopes of a product being returned. Yeah, and you basically have no idea. It's basically betting your money on something you that may or may not actually exist. This is one of those things where it does not exist and will not exist. Great. Always wonder. And developer Playdeck has decided that they're just done with the project. Okay. <coughs> um, just bailing. Just done. Yeah. So they launched the first, the, the first of the Kickstarters back in January 2014 with an estimated release date of July 2015. They missed that mark just a bit by two just years. Uh, so now they're actually dropping the project altogether and instead of moving it over to a new developer, Little Orbit. Hey, I've heard of that. What games do they do, Matt? Like super, super small like eShop releases on Nintendo consoles. Yep. And games like Barbie. Yeah, they do. <laughs> so real small, small potatoes. Yeah. Small potatoes. Uh, where, uh, where that team, should they take on the project, will have to start from scratch. <laughs> yeah. 
So Unsung Story was supposed to be a throwback to uh, traditional RPGs and turn-based uh, combat in a updated uh, night storytelling type of uh-huh. type of game. They had uh, some like major developer behind it in order to get people to uh, put money up for it. Well, the game is no longer a thing. People have lost their money. People are pissed. People are calling this a scam, yeah. a ripoff, and are basically just yelling on the internet, which, you know, yelling on the internet. It happens sometimes. But yeah, so if you're looking forward to that game, you can stop looking. It's not happening. Also, it's dangerous to go alone. Yeah. <laughs> also, uh, it's a secret to everybody. It's a secret to everybody. It's a secret to everybody. Um, wait, okay. but, but, but is it the secret to everybody? I don't know. Maybe it is. We'll find out in the bits. Yep, as the, the bits. bits. Uh, real quickly, in the bits, Mario Odyssey gets a rating. Yes, E10. Plus. Yay! E10 Call plus. It. The first E non E rating for Mario game. Sure. You know what? To be fair, Super Mario Sunshine existed before the E ten plus existed. Okay. So I bet if it was released now that would be an E ten plus game as well. Alright. Let's be fair. This isn't a change in the Mario formula. This is just reflecting new trends in the SRP ratings. Let's uh, be fair. That's it. Not only that, but uh, in the upcoming marketing material, yeah. they have removed Mario's som- sombrero. Yeah, just in the box, which is fine. It's still going to be in that game. It's not a big deal. Yeah, it's going to be sure in the game. they just don't want to deal with the, the potential, potential like, Media backlash. what the hell is Mario doing in that sombrero question. Which is a fair question. I'm not going to lie. That yeah. is a 100% a fair question. Are we really still at the point where, uh, it's a Mexico level, so I guess Mario's wearing a giant sombrero. Like, do we really need that anymore? No, I think but, I think we're past that as a society. But are we past that in terms of people complaining for the sake of complaining? No. Hey, I don't agree with you there, but let's move on regardless. Right. Uh, other bits. PlayStation Plus may be getting a price hike. At least for us in the U.S. in the yeah. North America. As it will 60. happen in Europe. Yeah, it'll probably go up to sixty dollars, which is fine. Yeah, we've occur- already been living for years with Xbox Live being sixty bucks, so it wouldn't be too much of a stretch. Yep. Um, currently, the PlayStation Plus annual is forty nine ninety nine. Yeah, fifty bucks. Don't be surprised if that goes up to sixty bucks. The way I see it is that it's basically like a game. Which you're getting free game, two free games a month anyway. So yeah, it's worth it. It's still gonna be worth it. You're still gonna pay it. for it. So that's pretty cool, I think. Yeah. Um, the price actually will affect Europe immediately. Yeah. Uh, as that will go up uh, ten pounds. Yep. Or euros or whatever they want to use. Uh, if you're talking about England, it's it, gonna be pounds now. Right, because they left the euro. It's Euros. just pounds now. It's pound town. They gotta drop some pounds. You gotta drop the pounds. You gotta drop pounds every time you want to buy something. <laughs> okay. that's, how that, that's how their economy works. Uh, uh, let's see. Uh, also, uh, last thing in the bits. Okay. Stardew Valley. Yeah, that's that uh, 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 Harvest Moon esque farming slash dating simulator slash game thing. What's up with that? Now, now that you've 
briefly described it. Yeah, that's what that's what that is. It's finally getting multiplayer. How is it? Yes, uh, Star Stardew Valley multiplayer is coming in early 2018. Cool. Where you can farm, marry, and uh, do all other types of stuff to your people. Everything with, uh, I'd always wanted to do. Everything you've always wanted to do in yep. a virtual game. In a virtual game. Farm, uh, marry, and do stuff to people. Only up to three people, though. So a total of oh, four oh. people in one okay. Stardew Valley uh, Wait, world. Wait, so can my friend play, and then can I marry my friend in the game? Yes, you can. That's awesome. You can also friend, Your friends can also marry NCPs. NPCs. I'm sorry? Do that one more time. N NPCs. Got it. So they can marry somebody in the game. Yeah. I don't know what an NCP is, but I definitely uh, don't want to marry uh, 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 No character that's playable. No character. No character that's playable. Yeah, no character is playable. <laughs> okay, got it. An NCP. Is that it for the bits? That's all I have for the bits. All right, let's move on. Billboard. We have music. A billboard! Happening. So your top 100 didn't change. However, we do have news in your top 200, but let's go over the singles real quick. Uh, all the single song, songs. All, all the single, single songs. songs. All the single songs. All the single songs. Your number one song in the country is still... Despacito. Despacito by Luis Fonzi, Daddy Yankee, featuring Justin Bieber. Your number two, Wild Thoughts, DJ Khaled, featuring Rihanna and Bryson Tiller. You know, I finally heard that song the other day. It's fine. I, I hated it. Really? It's fine. It's nothing great. Uh, nothing you're putting it lightly. Number three, That's What I Like by Bruno Mars. Oh, that's what I like. Four... I'm the one, DJ Khaled, Justin Bieber, Quavo, Chance the Rapper, Lil Wayne, etc., etc., etc. Then rounding out the top five, moving into the top five for this week, Believer by Imagine Dragons. Really? And Imagine Dragons' single finally broke the top five. Really? Your Billboard 200, your albums list, is where the news is at this week because three, a whole three out of five are brand new this week. Okay. Give them to me. Number one. With her first Billboard number one album, Lana Del Rey is Lust for Life. Woo! It's a very Lana Del Rey album, by the way. <laughs> Narrowly beating its two competitors. Number two, Flower Boy by Tyler, the Creator. Okay. And number three, Wins and Losses by Meek Mill. All right. From what I understand, there was a delay in these charts going up this week because of how tight this race was between those three. Yeah, because I actually looked up uh, the, the Billboard this afternoon. Yeah. And it wasn't up. It was not up. It was very late this afternoon. So, yeah, it hit late. But, yes, Lana came up on top. Number, number four, coming back into the top five after some topical things happened. One More Light by Linkin Park. Uh, Doing that uh, Chester bump. Yeah, and number five. Uh, uh, number five, uh, Damn by Kendrick Lamar. Damn. Damn. Uh, Moana. Uh, Moana Watch 2K17. Let's scroll down. It is out of the top five, uh, top ten again. What? It dropped that much? I am scrolling. It's number 16 this week. Wow, it was only number 8 last week. That's so yeah, number 16, drop. Moana sinks. That's a heavy drop for Moana. It sinks like um, um, like someone d going down into the monster, realm of monsters. It's still falling! <laughs> there it is! <laughs> Alright. You're welcome. <laughs> ha! Ha! Alright, what, what do we have for music news this week? Uh, new releases... We have Brett Eldridge, a uh, new release guy. with uh, Brett Eldridge, his date as a uh, country guy himself. Yep. Uh, he sings that new song that I'm very uh, hooked on. Uh, the um, 
what's it called? That's one, one thing I'm good at. Sure. I'll take your word for it. I like it. It's kind of good. This is your area of expertise here. Sure. Uh, more expertise than you, let's put it that way. Yeah. And we also have Brianna Morella with okay. Call It Love. Ella. Dan Ella. Wilson. Hey. Hey. With sure. Recovered. Okay. Mystery Skulls. One That's of us. That's a good us. band name. One of us. That's a good band name. One Mystery of Skulls. Us. Yeah. Just want to appreciate that. Uh, Randy Newman, once again, singing hey. about things that he sees. Yep. In his new album, Dark Matter. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> He's doing albums called Dark Matter. I don't sure. know why, but yeah. yeah. He might see it. And lastly, the Christian uh, band Third Day with the, the album Revival. How does it not surprise me that there's a Christian band named Third Day? It shouldn't. Alright. So uh, Slow Week, to, um, is, essentially, is what we're talking about. Oh, yeah. Slow Week in music. Oh, well... There's going to be a slow week in movies. Has. There's an uh, upcoming week mm-hmm. where nothing new is being released. Wow. I know. This is shocking. Exciting time. While we eat our uh, Twizzle, Twizzler equivalents. Oh. Alright, so let's move into our next... Um, our first story. Spotify. What about... Oh, they hit 60 million this week. That's the story. Yep. Alright, let's move on. <laughs> um, but yeah, they hit 60 million yeah. subscribers. Paid subscribers. Yes. It uh, now surpasses 60 million paid subscribers and 140 million active daily users as of the month of June. So me and 139 million more. The last uh, reported subscriber numbers... Wait, that's not how that works. Yeah, the last numbers that were reported were 50 million back in March for paid subscribers. Huh. That means they've added 10 million in uh, the last four months, outpacing Apple Music. Spotify is available in 60 markets and boasts a library of more than 30 million songs. Or just Despacito on a loop. <laughs> yeah, basically. Speaking of Apple Music... I thought you were going to say speaking of Despacito on a no. loop, and then just immediately start playing Despacito <laughs> on a loop. So I'm glad you didn't do that. No. I'm better than that. Okay. Maybe. Maybe. This week. Anyways, Apple announced... Well, not Apple Music, but just Apple. Uh-huh. Apple the company, and Apple the app. Apple the app, the guy from the red. Uh, wow, uh, the black eyed. Red Hot Chili Peppers. <laughs> that other <laughs> band with three words and a food. Right. Anyways, the black eyed peas. I know. Sorry, no. Apple the company. Yes. Um, they announced that they will be discontinuing the iPod Nano. <gasps> How could they? And the iPod Shuffle. So basically, all the iPads are now dead. See what you did? Yes, they have now become iPads. Yeah. Uh, which is semi-true. So that means the last iPod standing is the iPod Touch? Yes, and they will instead be making two bottles of the iPod Touch. Okay. One with double capacity, starting at 199 What's the double capacity at this point? I think it's 256 and 128. Gigs. That's it? 256 is their biggest iPod? I think so. Okay. I know they never reached half. They never reached, five, they never reached half a terabyte. Damn. I know that. So maybe it might just be 64 and 128 then. Okay. But I know that the phone goes up to 256, so that's what Kristen has. Oh, okay. So I assume the iPod is the same. Um, yeah, Apple's discontinued their iPod Classic. Uh, discontinued their iPod Classic model, the one with the click wheel, back in 2014. Yeah. So this is only a natural progression. 
And if Baby Driver taught me anything, man, I miss those iPod classics. <laughs> the, the what? iPod classics. Sorry. Now, his next story I find completely hilarious. Okay, looks funny. And um, hopefully you do too. We're going to talk about Katy Perry. Katy Perry? Yeah, that's what I said. Okay. <laughs> As uh, she is set to host the 2017 MTV VMA Awards. Yeah, those are coming Taking out. place on uh, Sunday, August 27th. At the Forum in Inglewood. Inglewood. Sure. This is the first time that the VMAs will have a formal host since Miley Cyrus back in 2015. Yeah. Uh, they kind of go back and forth, from what I understand. Right. Along with hosting duties, Katy Perry is up for six awards, and Change to the Rhythm music video is up for three VMAs. Okay. The reason I find this completely hilarious... Yeah. Did you remember last month when she gave an interview to the New York Times? Yeah. Saying how uh, she claimed that all awards shows were fake. Oh, right, yeah. And that the awards that she has won have been fake, <laughs> including several MTV music awards. <laughs> Was this like MTV's way of like covering their butts? Be like, hey, Katy Perry, we'll make it real this time if you agree to host us. <laughs> I don't know. For real, I just find that super or, hilarious. Hey, now. shut up! And you get to, if you shut up about this, we'll let you host. <laughs> That's funny. Then again, I mean, if 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 anything, Katy Perry is probably smart a smart decision maker when it comes to business, and yeah. I think this is probably a smart move, considering people, most people, including myself, have forgotten that she released a real crappy album this year. So, well, yes, but I think most. People on the internet have at least seen Bon Appetit and one went, Ugh. what the hell is going on? Swish, swish. Yes. Yeah, friggin' break. But yeah. So. I don't know, I'll still watch them. I'll still watch the VMAs just to see if anything stupid happens. That's kind of been my approach the last few years, is I'll watch them just to know. Yep. So that way I'm there if anything dumb does happen, but I won't enjoy it. Alright, Doctor says, I have a 128-gig iPhone, Yeah. and you could fit, like, six, 639,406,726 six <laughs> songs on it. Depends on how big your songs are. Are those, like, 128, like, <laughs> side, like MP3s? Then we're not talking. If you, you want to talk, want, want, want quality if you want to talk, thousand meg flax? <laughs> So what I'm dealing with. No, no, no. I'll flash just regular AECs. I got some 1,000 meg flex. <laughs> All right. Do you want to see my 1,000 meg flex? Oh, yeah. After this podcast, I'll go show you my flex. Okay. I got some 1,000 okay. meg flex. Just, just, right. just put a real bomb before you do it. I know. Got to cover them up. Anyway. <laughs> Gone out. <laughs> but yeah, Too no. Far. That's actually, no, she's right. That's more than enough room for most people. Yeah. For the vast majority of people out there, that is more than enough. Yeah. <laughs> You're special. Uh, yes, I'm very special. Anyways, yeah. Anyways, do we have anything else for music? I have one last thing for music. Okay, cool. Uh, let's, let's move them up here. Because I have a review. Okay. It'll be brief. Yep. Uh, that is Mr. Austin Powers with the Mr. Quincy Jones. Um, why? Uh, the reason is because it's the only way I know who Quincy Jones is. Really? Well, no. Okay. But this is where I first knew, found out who Quincy Jones was. Sure. And then roughly knew who he was after that, following that. But so yeah, I so that's where most people would figure who So what's up name, with Quincy Jones? Where the name sounds familiar. Sure. 
Uh, Quincy Jones, producer mm-hmm. behind some of Michael Jackson's yeah. iconic records. One of the most famous producers. Has been awarded $9.4 million Okay. In a trial against the Jackson estate right. over royalties. Yes, this happened. Yep. Uh, do you want to go ahead and explain it? No, you can go okay. ahead. You have the numbers. All right. Uh, Jones, uh, Quincy Jones has been attempting to prove that he was denied $30 million in royalties and sued in 2013 claiming that in addition to being owned significant money, he was denied the rights to remix the music he created with Jackson. Huh. Uh, the lawsuit uh, covered royalties from Off the Wall... Thriller, Bad, and This Is It soundtrack. Okay. Uh, in a statement by Quincy Jones, quote, this, this lawsuit was never about Michael. It was about protecting the integrity of the work we, did, we all did in the recording studio and the legacy of what we created, end quote. Uh, the Jackson estate conceded that Jones was owed less than 400000 in royalties and that Jones hadn't been paid due to accounting errors. Hmm. I feel like I've heard that accounting errors thing in a lot of a things where bit it's of a like, line. yeah, that's a little bit of a an excuse. Yeah. Well, anyways, Quincy Jones has been paid some of the royalties he feels like he is owed. Hopefully, this means that he'll be continue to earn royalties from the music, and that he will, um, because he did win this case, he will actually now be access to, have access to those albums to which he can yeah. uh, re- essentially remaster if he wants. If he wants. Yeah, so we could see some re-releases, some remastering of the of stuff like Thriller. Thriller. Uh, I mean, they've done that. some remasters in the past, but not with Quincy Jones's input. Right. So we'll see. I mean, I don't know if that's going to make much of a difference, but there's only so much you can remaster. Yeah, I know. It's like I think they did one for the uh, Thrillers and Bads, uh, both of their 25th anniversaries, which right. were recent enough where those are basically new. So <laughs> I don't know what they would do, but we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. And uh, we have one uh, one of our thoughts. Yeah, I'll just be brief here. So the major release, of course, this week was the new Arcade Fire. Oh, I thought you were going to talk, talk about the whatchamacallit concert you went to. Uh, no. Okay. That's not mainstream enough to talk about on this very mainstream podcast of ours. <laughs> uh, but I will, uh, <laughs> I will talk about um, Everything Now, which is the new Arcade Fire album that came out. Well, it's about time to talk about everything now. I know, everything, right now. Um, so... My thoughts are on the website. I go more in-depth with my feelings about this thing. Ultimately, what I will say here on the podcast is that it was very disappointing. Really? This is a band I really like. Um, They've made some excellent albums. I don't think they have a stinker in the bunch. I'm one of the people who actually enjoyed uh, their 2013 release. Um, So, yeah. You know, like, I was really expecting big things uh, from from this record, uh, and consistency was not there. Uh, it was disappointing both sonically, both lyrically, uh, and tonally. I think that they're completely off base about what they wanted to do with this thing. I thought the lead up to the album was that's actually something I didn't talk about in the in the review. But uh, yeah, I thought the whole lead up to this Our album thoughts, was super thoughts, dumb. Our review. Same thing. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, like, ultimately, I think that fans of the band even are going to be confused by the direction that they went here. I think people who are new to the band might be a little confused, too. I don't know what they were thinking with a lot of the choices they made. There's a couple of songs that I think belong in the band's canon, uh, rightfully so, but I think there's more songs than that that just are complete question marks for me. 
And so it's definitely a probably the worst in my opinion of their catalog so far. Well, you may not be wrong there. It has this currently has a yeah. 68 on Metacritic. Critically, it's getting panned. Uh, Pitchfork gave it a pretty middling review, 5. Point something. Yeah. Actually which is brought- bad considering every single one of their prior albums that scored over an 8. Yeah, that's what I hear. I'm like, okay, everything's been over an 80. Yeah. 80, 87, 87, and 90. I just don't, I just don't understand what they were trying to go for here. And uh, I don't think I'm alone in that assessment, but I also don't think that um, everyone's going to hate it. I think there's probably enough there for people to hold on to, and some people might just get it more than I did. But I just definitely did not understand what they were going for and was very disappointed. So yeah, you can read more of my uh, in-depth and more specific thoughts on the website, mediavotepodcast.com, which is, by the way, live, where you can find everything oh, else that we talk about. Yeah, that too. You can, talk, you, you can find exclusive news stories that we may or may not even cover on this podcast. You can find features that go up daily about box office, about our, this very podcast, about new releases every Friday. You can find all of that. And way, way, way more on MediaVotePodcast.com. Also, you can find us on social media channels. We're on YouTube, where you can see this very live show every Wednesday night around 8 p.m. Pacific. You can see us on Twitch, where we'll occasionally stream video games. You can find us on Twitter, where we're at MediaVoteCast. And you can find us on Facebook, just search MediaVotePodcast. On iTunes, you can find our audio version of this podcast, like, subscribe there, leave us a review. You can also find our video archive on our YouTube channel as well, Media Boat Podcast. We can also you can also help us out on patreon.com slash mediaboat. There you can donate as little as a dollar a month. And that money can help us make even more content for you. And if you do donate, you'll be on a special list of people that get exclusive content from us. So, look forward to that. And I think that's all the plugs. Is that all the plugs? Or are we missing some plugs? Just the butt. What? What? Are we plug- butt? plugging a butt? Okay, we're plugging the butt here on the Media Butt Podcast. That'll do it. But, if you want to find out more on what you can sure. do to help us... Sure. Check out Facebook, check out Twitter. I feel like I just went over all this, um, but sure. Patreon. I already said that too. Oh, okay. You weren't paying attention. No, no, no. I was trying to figure out how to get our podcast on Spotify. I had a couple people ask me if we were on Spotify. That's a good question. I, podcast, I, none of the podcasts I listen to are even on Spotify. And right. I listen to a lot of podcasts. It's a real, Spotify's a really uh, weird. weird when it comes to podcasts. We'll do some research, but yeah. we're not making any guarantees. Yeah. So if we do, so yeah, we'll find out. Catch us next week for another edition of the Media Boat Podcast. We'll be back Wednesday night live on YouTube, or recorded on iTunes. So catch us next week. Bye. Bye.